one just worked and I wrote it quickly it got um accepted by an agent very quickly we had book deals very quickly it's so surreal because it all happened in a period of about 3 to 4 months the whole process Hey, my name is Kelly Heil and I'm here to show you that it's totally possible to do what you love while raising the ones you love. It took me far too long to figure out how to balance my new role of mom while overcoming mom guilt and still living my best creative life. Motherhood does not mean we have to throw who we used to be aside and stop making art or writing books. That's why I created this podcast. I want to inspire you to live intentionally. Whether you're a mom who gets up at 5 a.m. or a night owl who has another cup of coffee at midnight, we can do this. And I'm spotlighting women who are doing this. Grab a coffee, grab a notebook, get ready to change your life. This is the Moms Who Create podcast. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to this week's episode of the Moms Who Create podcast. I am talking to the wonderful author, Disha Bose, today. Disha received a master's in creative writing at University College Dublin, where she was mentored by Booker Prize winner Anne Enright. She has been shortlisted for the DNA Short Story Prize, and her poetry and short stories have appeared in the Incubator Journal, the Gallery Review, Cultured Vultures, and Head Stuff. Her travel pieces have appeared in the Economic Times of India and The Cold Noon. She was born and raised in India and now lives in Ireland with her husband and daughter. Her debut novel, Dirty Laundry, which we will discuss in today's episode, will be released tomorrow, April 4th, in the U.S. with Ballantine, which is an imprint of Penguin Random House. Tomorrow, everyone, go buy it. Dish is phenomenal. I hope you enjoy today's episode. Thank you so much for being on the podcast today. I'm excited to talk about your book that is coming out April 4th, Mm -hmm. and it's called Dirty Laundry. I'm so excited to get into it. I literally binged it. So I, my husband was out of town, and my kids were asleep, and it was like 7.30 or so, and I was like, okay, I'm going to go ahead and start this book. I'm really excited. So I started it. The next thing you know, it's like 2 a.m. And I'm like turning the last page. Like, <laughs> who did it? Who did it? That's, that's what writers want to hear. So that's amazing. Yeah. It was amazing. So before we start talking about your book and all the things, go ahead and just introduce yourself to everybody. Hmm. Sure. So um, I'm the Shabos. Um, I was born and raised in India, but I moved to Ireland about eight years ago now. So this is where I live, I suppose. I can say that now. <laughs> it's been eight years. <laughs> um, and I have a husband who is um, Irish. And my daughter is, she's going to be four in April. So I suppose she's nearly four now. And yeah, my debut novel uh, is coming out on the 4th of April, Dirty Laundry. Exciting. Very exciting. Because I've been, um, I suppose I've been trying to write a novel for close to 10 years now and every idea or thought I had I just never finished it you know that was my big thing I just always abandoned everything that I tried to write and then 
this one just worked and I wrote it quickly. It got um, accepted by an agent very quickly. We had book deals very quickly. It's so surreal because it all happened in a period of about three to four months, the whole process. And yeah, it's well, just that's rare. Insane. Yeah. And especially because it's, it's random house, right? It's a, a yeah. um, an imprint of random house, which yeah. I mean, that's, Dream Usually yeah. <laughs> the like goal of everybody. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So um, congratulations on that, by the way. Thank That's you. Absolutely incredible. And I had the absolute privilege of getting an advanced copy. So I have it here. I was just telling you. Lovely. I read it. It was so good. It's one of those. So I love like whodunits and stuff. And yeah. just kind of like this is like a like a whodunit, but with all this like gossip and it's this this like in my in my brain you know how everybody kind of sees a story and sees a book differently in their brain so when I was started reading this I had this like location in my head instantly like I just instantly saw it and I would see where everybody lived and where they would walk and Lauren was here and her little her little cigarette down here you know (laughs) (laughs) and um at first the characters I'm not gonna give anything away because it's not out yet obviously but um the characters when it first started the main female. I was like, okay, uh-huh. she's she's gonna be like my favorite character. And then she was talking about somebody she didn't like, and I'm like, oh, I'm not gonna like her. No. And by the end, I was like, it was switched. I was like, yeah. no, she's the best. <laughs> and this one, she's kind of an awful human. Yeah, I know. You can say that. I say that to myself all the time. But the character development, everything was just perfect. I would never, ever guess that this was your debut novel. This seems like one that you've written. Wow you know, down the road of having a bunch of novels. Oh, thank you. So I know this is... I did, I did write loads of novels and then abandoned them. So this is definitely <laughs> not my first attempt. <laughs> so tell everybody about your book, Dirty Laundry. Um, tell us what, how did it come to you? You know, just kind of the story yeah. behind it. And I know you wrote it amidst the COVID-19 lockdown, you had a one-year-old. And Mm -hmm. so I would just love for you to share your story with everybody about how you wrote your book, what you went through, and then tell us what the book's about. Um, So yeah, exactly that. I wrote it, um, well, the idea came to me in the middle of uh, one of the lockdowns. And it was very, it was a very visual sort of surreal moment that I had. I saw that, you know, the first scene, which is also kind of the last scene of the Mm -hmm. book, um, I saw it like a dream or like a movie sequence and I was kind of stunned by it because I wasn't sure if I'd seen this before somewhere in a movie um, but then once I had it in my mind and I'd, I'd seen the characters faces and everything it was just so um, real to me you know and I knew I had to write it down and I told my husband and I said look I have this idea and I've been telling him about these ideas that I've had for years now uh, but then he he listened to it and he he also insisted that I should write it uh, before I start procrastinating again. And it slips through my fingers like every other mm-hmm. attempt. Uh, but we were in lockdown and we had a nine month old uh, who was very, it was hands on parenting as far as she was concerned, as every child is. But <laughs> you know, she was a kind of child that, uh, you know, we couldn't put her down. 
she just hated being put down. So we had to carry her around. Uh, even when she's asleep, like we had to carry her around and hold her. And she yeah. was in my sling and it was just a whole thing. And my husband was working uh, nine to five and he wasn't working from home. So he was still going to the office, which meant that I was at home with a baby <laughs> for <clears throat> the span of like nine to 10 hours. Um, and I also had my freelance gig on the side, which I was trying to keep up. Um, so there was just not enough hours in the day, you know, to also write a novel. So it just, it felt very cumbersome, but um, thankfully my husband said that we should do it and he was on board and we made space for it. So I was writing um, at night after my daughter would go to bed because I do my freelance thing in the evening when my husband would come home and then we do dinner and bedtime together as a family. And then he'd put her to bed and he'd kind of look after the bedtime because she was still waking up multiple times at night. So mm-hmm. it would have to be him going in. And I was spending a handful of hours then writing the book. And that is literally how I got it done. And and I don't think I'd be able to replicate that again, like for any future books, you know, to being able to replicate those circumstances and that space and frame of mind again is going to be very difficult, impossible probably. But um, yeah, so I wrote that book. For, it, like I was saying, it just happened very quickly, you know, I'd say eight weeks, nine weeks. Um, and I had the manuscript done. Yeah, it was like in a draft manuscript form. Um, and I, I think I reread it twice, kind of edited it and then sent it out to agents. Because again, I'd written the book, but I was already kind of slipping into it's not good enough. It's not good at all. I should just shelve it along with all the other stuff that I've written and I just, I think I just kind of said, I'm going to do this. If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. Uh, and I'm so glad I did. <laughs> it totally worked out. <laughs> All of this, I out. Um, so yeah, and then I sent it off to agents. And yeah, we had we had two book deals within a week of me sending sending it out because I got my agent on board, and she's she's always been my dream agent. She's um, quite. Uh, well known in Ireland and she's um, a really really good agent to have in your corner Um, and I couldn't believe that I I got her that she even read my manuscript leave alone you know offer me a contract and yeah and it was it's just so surreal because I was literally writing it in the dark hunkered down in my bedroom with uh, noise cancellation headphones on because our daughter would be waking up and crying and I didn't want to hear that um yeah it was tough it was tough but um it worked out just crazy that you know that feeling of just not just early parenthood but also parenthood in COVID, which I'm assuming you've experienced because you have a child yourself or children as well. Yeah. That sense of like isolation and desperation, just not, you know, and self-doubt. I feel like that's very directly reflected in the book. And if I'd written that that same book under d- different circumstances, I don't think I'd be able to kind of reflect that, that sensibility. So if you haven't heard, the Moms to Create journal is here. 
I am so excited to share this with you all. I've created this journal for you to fill with your project ideas, whether you're a writer, artist, entrepreneur, musician, or just a creative of any kind. If you're listening to this podcast, I guarantee that this journal is for you. With over 100 blank pages to plan your dreams, here's a space for your creativity to take flight. Go to momsucreate.com slash journal for more information. Available now on Amazon. You took that time at night when your kids went to bed. That's that prime time. We always say you have to do, if you want to create something, you have to find those times because you're never going to have the perfect time with kids. No, you're not. Never. So, you know, when they go to bed, sometimes we just want to binge on Netflix or, Mm. you know, whatever we're going to do. And that's fine. But if you're going to do that every single night. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, I feel like, like I was saying, if I was to try and replicate that, I probably wouldn't be able to because I was just, mm-hmm. I just didn't give myself any time to procrastinate. You know, we do the dinner and bedtime and bath time and all of that. And that's it. He take her, I put my headphones on and I said, I'm sitting down and I'm not scrolling through my phone, which I've been doing all day long anyway. But you need to mm-hmm. be in that mindset and you need to have that pressure. And I don't mm-hmm. think I felt that kind of pressure before neither was I that passionate about a story or a plot before and it was just the perfect storm you know as difficult as it was it was just the right circumstances and I've been trying to work on my um, second book now for a year <laughs> and <laughs> it's not it's not going at that same pace at all because now I have I don't our daughter is older she's going to preschool I have more hours in the day to myself you know and I don't have the pressure of trying to juggle a freelance thing on the side and now is it should be the time when I can sit down and just write but I'm not doing it it's just it's so difficult <laughs> I get it I get that <laughs> I feel like whenever this gets officially released and you I just know it's gonna blow up and all the feedback you're gonna get it's gonna be like all right let's go like I'm I'm so hopefully that that gives me the pressure Mm -hmm. because everyone's gonna like it's gonna come out they're gonna binge read it like I did in one night and then the next day it's gonna be like all right where's your next one come on um so there was a character in the book and she was from India she moved Mm -hmm. to Ireland so I Mm -hmm. feel like you kind of projected yourself into that did any of anything did you just want a character that was kind of like you just kind of putting yourself in it with different situations I mean I hope different situations than what you went through but uh (laughs) tell me tell me if if you can about that kind of character development because I feel like it was after you yeah um yeah Mishti she's um she's an Indian immigrant so she's in Ireland through marriage because her husband works in Ireland and her husband is also Indian and they're in an arranged marriage. So her parents have kind of, their parents have set up the marriage for them. I mean, obviously, she's not based on me because we've not had the same life experiences. Um, but I kind of wanted an Indian perspective, an immigrant's perspective in the friends group, because almost all the other mothers in that group are all, you know, either Irish or at least white. And um, that's the reality in Ireland. Um, because it's um, it's not as um, cosmopolitan as, say, 
New York would be, you know, where you'd see a lot of um, other ethnicities in a friends group. Uh, but it does happen and it does exist uh, where um, there are other, well, immigrants or foreigners, whatever you want to call them, uh, are also in Ireland. And I wanted to represent that, obviously. And it just made sense for me to put in an Indian character because they would be closer to home for me. Um, but, uh, you know, it's it's the reality where a lot of um, immigrant um, mothers and especially Indian <clears throat> immigrants are in arranged marriages. And even though I'm not in one, I know of loads of women in that situation, even in my generation, which is crazy to think about. But mm-hmm. it's happening less now, thankfully, but it still happens. And older cousins, aunts, my parents are in an arranged marriage. So um, it's been a reality for me all my life. And um so, yeah, it just made sense to put that character there and see how she would behave under the same circumstances, you know, of being in the same sort of small, close-knit community in Ireland. She's completely out of water here. like, But um, she, I suppose, because of her experiences and because of her relationship, reacts to the same situations a bit differently. Mm-hmm. You know, and she also has a husband who is more controlling because he comes from um, a background where it's it's a sort of uh, chauvinistic culture, you know, um, and you do as your husband says, that sort of is passed down through generations. And even though they're a modern couple and this is the 2020s, they're still behaving like they're in India within the house, at least, you know. So that all is brought in into the narrative, I suppose. Um, yeah. It added that, just that different character. It added so much, like a big, like some extra like depth and yeah. this contrast in the friends group that mm. so you were, you know, focusing on, oh, what's going on here? But then you're like, oh, what's going on at, you know, at her home? Like how is yeah. he treating her? And then you would just get mad at him. And <laughs> it really, it really just, it's, it's one of those characters, characters that made the whole picture just um, fun to read, like a really good read, like a what, what's going to go on? What's going to go on with her? Is she going to lash out at him? Yeah. Cause I was like rooting for her, like, come on, do it. His coffee. <laughs> Leave his coffee cold. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's crazy though, because, um, I've seen that growing up, you know. I mean, I, I'm hoping it doesn't happen as often anymore, but it still does. But um, it is crazy. Like, my dad and my parents are are lovely and all of that. And, you know, I've, I've had a very different upbringing to the upbringing that Mishti in this book has had, um, thankfully. But my dad doesn't know how to make himself a cup of tea. Like, he, you know, that's just the reality of it. And, yeah. It's sad. That's, you know, there are different cultures, different way of doing things. As long as everyone's happy, then that's great. (laughs) Oh, man. So you are super woman for doing this with your baby that was under a year old. That's whenever the pandemic started, my daughter, my youngest one, she was, so she was born October, October. Count my hand, <laughs> like five months old. <laughs> she was yeah. like five months old, so yeah. it was like you know, just when you're kind of feeling comfortable exactly. to take her out and go places, it's like nope, 
And then, oh, and your family can't come over and help either, even though they live two miles down the road. Mm-hmm. So it was uh, also another a, a, a thing, a thing. Yeah. So, a big yeah. But through all that, I started the podcast. So, you know, another good thing. Oh, how many stops at this? Yeah. So I started this in 2021, but it was, you know, kind of still in the middle of everything where it was like, all right, what do I, what do I want to do? And I worked mm-hmm. on my, my um, other books. I have a children's book, a self-published children's book. And then I actually have another one coming out this fall. I'm really excited about that. I just kind of um, solidified a few days ago. I reached out to the illustrator. Yeah, a children's book. Yeah. Yep. And that comes out this this fall. She's working on the illustrations right now. And I'm very excited. Um, So, yeah, all the good things are coming this year. Do you have any advice to other moms listening that they are like, okay, your debut novel, you did this in a few months and then got you know, got published by Random House, which is like, you know, dream, like top people's vision boards. Do you have any advice for other moms, writers specifically, that have this goal of, you know, writing a novel, going after this, doing that, but maybe they haven't started or they're in the process of doing it. And they're like, ah, this is never going to happen for me. I'm busy. Kids, because you're totally living proof that you can do it. So what would you say to those moms listening that are like, I want to be in her position one day? Yeah, and it's funny because I don't take my own advice anymore. It'd be it'd be funny me giving advice because I can't <laughs> replicate that again. But no, honestly, I feel like it's very much a right place, right time situation. But also, you need to be at it. You know, mm-hmm. I feel like if you let yourself slip and you don't put in the practice and the hours and the time, um it 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 won't happen obviously you're not you're not making space for it then in your life at all you know and I'd say perseverance is obviously key here but also just you know the the practice of reading and writing um at least on a schedule even if it's not on a daily basis I think is very important and in that sort of something that I'm trying to stick to now um because even though I'm not able to write every day because of life and mm-hmm. having a child and chores and you know things like your washing machine breaks down and you have to look after that situation then you know um yeah but just being able to stick to some sort of schedule and um I also believe I very very wholeheartedly believe in reading as much as you're writing yeah. so I'm constantly reading I think that's key as well you know that's sort of research for you and it's fun so um, reading as much as you're writing and then keep at it as if, I suppose that's the only way to go about it. And when the idea comes to you, it'll come to you and hopefully everything just falls into place then, you know. Excellent. Thank you so much for giving that advice, everybody. Uh, this has been a wonderful talk today. I'm so excited Thank for you. you. Thank you, Kelly. <laughs> yes. So again, congratulations on your debut novel coming out. It is a, such a wonderful read. I have this huge TBR stack. And when I got yours, I put it right on top. And I was like, <laughs> all right, this is next. And it's, it's phenomenal. So congratulations. Thank you so Thank much you. for talking with me today, um, giving advice and just some really hardcore inspiration to moms, especially mom writers. That so glad to hear it. Thank you for inviting me and best of luck with your books. I'll be looking on to them. Connect with me on Instagram at moms who create podcast. 
and at Kelly Heil. Also on Facebook at Moms Who Create Podcast. And sign up for the newsletter on momswhocreate.com. I send out some happiness every now and then, and I would love for you to receive it. Thank you so much for listening. I will see you next week.